Hello and welcome to the Southside Church podcast. For more information about Southside Church located in Cape Town, South Africa, visit southsidechurch.co.za. We hope that you enjoy the message. So we start week one today of two weeks of fiery Sundays with friends. And this week I have the privilege of introducing a good friend, a great leader, a visionary, the founder of the Second Chance Trust, an organization that moves throughout South Africa, engaging with schools and the next generation, preparing them around the decisions they make, which will determine de- destinies of fulfillment. And they've even been overseas and, and they're traveling around the world in this new season that God has opened up. And so I want to introduce this good friend in the house. We love him, his family, little Rachel. She just celebrated her two-year-old birthday, their two-year-old, and then uh, his wife, um, uh, Kirsty, who's the kind of powerhouse behind this mighty man, and we love them all. Can we put our hands together as we introduce and welcome Jared Smith? Good morning, Southside Church. I'm super excited to be with you this morning. I'm super excited to bring this word. I really know it's going to bless your heart and bless your life. I just want to say thanks to Grant and Janine for having me. What an amazing leader he is and how she is an amazing leader. We just want to pray a special blessing over them as they lead this church into such amazing spaces within our hearts and our minds and just you know, giving us many, many words of breakthrough that allow us to achieve greatness with God. So today's sermon is called Death to Your Destiny. It's about resetting our spiritual ears so we can hear the voice of God speaking into our hearts and our minds, calling us into our purpose, calling us into our destiny. You know, growing up for me, I think I was selective in my listening. My parents used to ask me to clean my room, do my homework, pick up the dog poop. I couldn't hear them. But the moment my dad asked me if I wanted a new pair of Nikes, a new pair of Jordans, a Levi jeans, I most certainly heard him and said, amen, hallelujah, praise Jesus. But my dad used to make this joke growing up. He said that God gave me ears so that when I was older, I could hang my glasses on. He found it extremely funny. Obviously, I didn't. I think there were many times in my life where loved ones tried so hard to speak words of truth into my heart. But because the voices of my pain, my failure, my condemnation, my rejection were so loud, I couldn't hold on to their words of truth. It just didn't penetrate my heart. I was distracted by those other voices in my mind. The other day, Rachel and I were watching her favorite show on YouTube. It's called Nastia. It's a Russian girl and her father. She's fire. They don't speak English. Please don't ask. But Rachel was standing very close to the TV. And I said, Rachel, Rachel. I wanted to call her to come back because her eyes were being hurt by standing so close to the TV. She didn't respond and she couldn't hear me. So I decided to try a different tactic. I used my cute dad voice and I went, sweetie. And immediately she whipped around, game face, serious focus, ready for action. How many of us can relate to this? How many of us have developed a habit in our lives where we only listen when it suits us? And the same thing we do with our friends and our families, we actually end up doing with God. Selective listening is a psychological condition. And psychologist Heather Poole says this, Selective listening is the phenomenon that occurs when we only hear what we want to hear. 
It's a type of mental filtering in which we tune out of someone's opinions, ideas, or truths that don't line up with ours. And we tune into what we want to hear, and we zone out which we don't want to listen to. And this causes us to have our own version of an entire conversation and hinders our ability to hear God's voice and the people speaking into our lives. And many of us fall into these listening patterns that actually stop us and prevent us from engaging deeply with others and with God. Instead, we become addicted to being right, entrenched in positional thinking, and defending what we believe without even acknowledging anyone else's perspectives. And selective listening can prevent us from generating new ways of thinking and connecting with people in a personal and powerful way. Now, Judith E. Glass is a consultant, an executive coach, and a best-selling business author of seven books. She says the following, what we hear is influenced by our past, our relationships, our current experiences, as well as our emotional state. When we're feeling tired and angry and stressed out, that can set us up to be selective listeners. It's extremely dangerous for us to live in a space and a place of emotional bankruptcy. So today I want us to explore and discover how often we become deaf to God's voice and how we allow the other voices in our minds to navigate us, endangering our lives, our futures, and our relationships. Today we're going to look at a man who was deaf and mute and how Jesus comes and heals his ability to hear and speak. And in doing so, this man is now able to hear the voice of God speaking into his heart. So before we start, let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word that is alive and powerful. I pray, Father God, that you will come and speak into our hearts and our minds today, giving us breakthrough and allowing us to hear your voice, calling us into our future and our destiny. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. So we're going to be reading out of Mark 7, 31 to 35, if you want to turn in your Bibles. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly speak, and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into this man's ear. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to the heavens with a deep sigh and said, Ephata, which means to be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened and his tongue was loosened and he began to speak plainly. When we look at this journey on the map, the first thing that stands out to us is that Jesus takes a massive detour by going north and through Sidon from his starting point in Tyre. He heads down to the Sea of Galilee into the region of Decapolis. And by Jesus taking this massive detour, going into a non-Jewish city where he heals a man, just shows us that Jesus never came for the perfect. He never came for a certain status or type. He came for you and for me. He came for the broken, the lost, and the sinner. He came so that we would be made well. And the very reason that Jesus died on the cross is so that we could share in the same encounter that this deaf and mute man experienced. 1 Timothy 1.15 says that Jesus shows that while the Jews had priority in terms of receiving the gospel, the gospel is for Jews and Gentiles alike. There is more than enough grace for everyone. Now, I want us to imagine this morning that we are this deaf man in this passage, cut off completely from the sounds of this world, the sound of your loved one's voices, the birds singing in the trees, the rain falling, children laughing. Imagine you were cut off from the sound of people singing songs of worship to Jesus, what would your inner world look like? Broken, lost, disconnected, dark. Now, we may not be physically deaf, 
But so often we become spiritually deaf without even realizing it. We become deaf to God's voice because of the habit of selective listening. Or we become deaf to God's whisper because the voices of our pleasure, the noise of our struggles, or the sounds of our busyness distract us and consume us. And the reason we become selective in what we choose to hear or listen to is because we want to choose things that suit our story and suit our truth. And we want to stay in our comfort faith for as long as possible. But if we approach Scripture with a preconceived bias to suit the framework with our own understanding or to suit our own narratives, we tend to find ourselves in trouble. And I really sense that we avoid the truth that we need to listen to because of the pain that comes with taking responsibility. You see, we would rather hold on to a version of who we think we are rather than embracing the reality of who we are because of the pain that comes with owning it. It's going to hurt to own it, but it's going to heal too. That's why it's so important that we learn to listen because when we listen, we can take responsibility. When we take responsibility, we can grow. We can become everything that God has designed and purposed us to become. And we see, a, we see an example of selective listening in the life of Jonah. Jonah 1, 1 to 3, if you want to follow in your Bible. The Lord gave this message to Jonah, son of Amittai. Get up and go to the great city of Nineveh. Announce my judgment against it because I've seen how wicked its people are. But Jonah got up and went in the opposite direction to get away from the Lord. Now Jonah gets a simple instruction from God. But Jonah didn't want to listen because he didn't, didn't like what he was going to hear. So I can imagine as God started to speak, Jonah started to tune out of God's voice because for him it didn't line up with what he thought the correct action to take was. So it literally says that Jonah went in the opposite direction. And how many of us have developed these predecided ideas of how our lives should go, how God should bless us, or how people should treat us? And these adopted beliefs become assumptions, and these assumptions become our logical truths. And when people speak against those logical truths, we disregard them because it doesn't line up with what we think the right action or choices should be taken. And sometimes God is going to ask us to do something that's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be painful. Maybe it's something you don't want to do or don't feel like doing. Maybe it's a tough conversation with a loved one that you keep postponing. But God is telling you, go and have that tough conversation. But because that person has hurt you, you can't pull yourself together to go and have that tough conversation. But God is saying, go, tune into his voice. Go and forgive that person. Go and be honest. Go and receive your healing. Go and receive your freedom in the name of Jesus. You see, when we don't want to hear God's voice, we tune out of it. Because we don't want to hear it, because we don't want to do it. A.W. Tozer says this, Most Christians don't hear God's voice because we have already decided we aren't going to do what he says. And I mean, how often has not listening to a loved one or someone close to us caused division, strife, pain, arguments? There's this funny story. You know, my wife, when I'm leaving to go and buy groceries, she always wants to add to the list. Now, I'm a brave man. So I say, babe, I'm not writing it down. It's in the mind, you know, I'm strong. So I go to the shop, buy my stuff. As I walk through the door, chest out, confident, packets in hand, flexing the bicep. I put my packets down. I say, wife, come check. You know, confident. She checks there's something missing and it causes problems. It causes arguments. And when we don't listen to God, the same thing happens. We place a dividing wall between us and him. I mean, we can just look at Jonah. Three days and three nights in the stomach of a fish, 
cold and alone, disconnected, regretful, anxious, filled with darkness and uncertainty. And we tend to land up in similar unhealthy positions when we don't listen to God. I mean, I look at Rachel, my daughter. She climbs all over the countertops and I say, Rachel, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. Babe, don't do that. She doesn't listen. She doesn't understand. She ends up falling and hurting herself. My parents told me growing up, don't hang around with those friends. Don't do these things. I never listened. I tuned out of their voice and tuned into what I thought the right thing to do was. But I got into a lot of trouble and it ended up destroying my life for a period or a season that I was going through. You see, this man who could not hear Mark was only stuck with his own interpretations, his own assumptions. And there's a very good chance that this man's interpretations were misinterpretations because we remember that he only survives by sight. And how many of us have been wounded by life because we've misinterpreted something? We've reacted or assumed before fully listening or fully understanding. It's almost like we're stuck in reaction mode. And I think we tend to do this with God. We become impulsive and impatient. We act on God's voice, but he hasn't finished speaking yet. And we need to get to a place where we're willing to divorce certain ideologies that we've married that are causing the spiritual deafness. Let go of the need to be right. Certain ways of thinking, that impulsive and impatient attitude or behavior. Because if we can't hear God's voice, if we can't listen, how can we learn from God? If we can't learn from God, how can we live out God's plan for our lives? And there's always going to be a cause that creates the symptoms of spiritual deafness in our lives. But we have to recognize them. We have to actively address them, get rid of them, so we can hear God's voice more clearly. But you've got to be willing. You've got to have the courage to address those things that make you uncomfortable. They may, may cause a little bit of pain in your life for a season. And that's why it's so important that we guard ourselves against spiritual wax buildup. Those things that dilute the voice of truth in our lives, those elements that cause us to want to rationalize God's instruction, that small, small voice of compromise that leads to massive problems. You know, when we want something in this, this life more than God, we begin to, begin to rationalize God's voice. Did God really say this? Does he really mean it like this? And we try and justify God's word so we can take hold of that thing in this world that's probably destructive for us. Mark 4, 24 to 25 says, Then he added, Pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you'll be given, and you'll receive even more. To those who are listening to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But those who are not listening, even little understanding they have will be taken away from them. You see, when we don't pay attention, we don't listen carefully, the little understanding that we have, the little capacity that we do have to take hold of God's revelation, we begin to lose because we're not pondering and paying attention to God's voice. You see, hearing God's voice will take, it, it requires close attention and loving the Lord your God with all your strength. Sometimes physically we have to force ourselves, we have to let go of the distractions and physically force ourselves to hear God's voice so we can hear that word in season that is going to change our lives. You see, William Shakespeare says the following, it's the disease of not listening that troubles me because for him, not listening is like a disease that becomes a virus because what you cannot hear clearly internally, you cannot live out with confidence externally. And if you cannot hear God's whisper, how can you live out in worship? And when we become spiritually deaf, we cannot perceive God's truth. And in consequence, how can we obey God? How can we live out God's plan for our lives? And I believe we become selective in what we choose to listen to because we believe there are certain things that God's going to ask us to do. It's going to cost us something. We're going to have to sacrifice, stop, change something. And we don't want to. But you must understand 
that selective listening will cost you more than the sacrifice would have. We will make any sacrifice for what we greatly prize. And I think most of us, there comes a time where we only want to hear the good stuff. Just like Jonah, he only wanted to hear God say certain things. But that's not the reality of life. And when we decide to go our own way, when we choose our own path, each time his voice becomes dull and diluted. And the next time we go through an experience or an encounter, it gets a little harder to hear his voice. Until we get to a place where it's almost impossible to discern his whisper in our lives because of the choices that we've made. And I believe that there comes a time in our lives where we don't want God's voice relationally. We want it situationally. And that's the problem. We've got to want God's voice in our lives every day. We can't only want his voice in crisis. No one is as deaf as the one who will not listen. No one is as deaf as the one who will not listen. And having the ability to hear spiritually doesn't happen automatically. It's like a relationship that needs to be developed over time. And just as much as selective listening can be a negative thing, it can also be a positive thing. If we select God's voice to be the source that sustains us through every season of life, but we have to select it. But it's a daily pursuit. It's a relationship that we need to build up. Because if we cannot hear him, how will we hear him instructing us to either turn right or left? On the path of our breakthrough, our healing, our destiny, our purpose, we will miss the mark. Isaiah 30, 21 says, Your own ears will hear him. Right behind your voice will say, This is the way you should go, whether to the right or to the left. See, if we can't hear his voice, how will we know which way to go? We will miss the mark and we will miss out on opportunities, relationships, healing, purpose, breakthrough. And as we see in Mark 7, Jesus leads this man away from the crowd, the busyness of life, the distraction these people may have become as Jesus removes them away from the visual noise. As we remember, this man only survives by sight. And one of the greatest ways the enemy will come and distract us is by consuming us with other distractions besides God's voice. It's important to remember that the enemy will try and take us, of course, by distracting us from hearing God's voice speaking into our lives. And the Greek meaning for distraction is to be overly occupied by one thing or to be drawn away. And that's exactly what distractions do. They consume us and they draw us away from what's important. They draw us away from God's voice and we land up in unhealthy situations and unhealthy positions. Now in Kings, we see Elijah hiding in the cave. He's on the run. And this is what God says to him. 1 Kings 19, 11 to 13. And the Lord said, Go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord, for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rock before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. And when Elijah heard it, he pulled his cloak over his face and went and stood at the mouth of the cave. So often we get distracted by the winds of our worries, the winds of this world and the winds of our work that attempt to lure us away, stealing our focus. And these winds can cause us to be unstable. They can cause us to wobble in our ability to think and hear God's voice. And we face earthquakes in our relationships that shake us. We face trembles from our past that effectively prevent us from hearing God speak as they rattle our very human existence and we lose sight of God's presence and that small whisper that's trying to direct us becomes softer. We get fixated on the fire of our frustrations when things don't work out. 
the fire of our failures when we mess up, and the fire of our fears and our flaws that tell us we're not good enough, aiming at grabbing our attention and distracting us. And when our inner battle takes, up, takes us captive and controls us, we cannot hear any other voice besides theirs. And so often, we allow our realities to rule us instead of ruling over our realities through the power of Christ. You see, you might be going through something right now, but it's ruling you. I'm telling you, you have the power in Jesus to rule over that. Because whatever dominates our minds will distract us from God's voice. Whatever distracts us ends up draining us. Whatever drains us will end up destroying us. And the messy business of our human lives, our jobs, our relationships, our challenges can become a distraction from our walk with God. But His grace is always calling you back into relationship so you may hear His voice. But we need to shift our attention. We need to shift, physically shift our attention from the voice of our failures, the voice of our frustrations, to the voice of our Father. Brittany Chan says, God, let your voice become the loudest one I hear and the one that I'm most sensitive to. And when we have learned past tense to listen to all the other voices in our lives, we end up missing God's whisper. And how many of us have been in a space, in a place of deep anxiety, deep stress, we're crying out to God for help. But do we actually stop and give God a chance to reply? That's why it's so important that we take hold of God's peace. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your heart. Because when we take hold of God's peace, we can hear Him speak clearly. And when the voice of our past is the loudest, we cannot hear God's voice in our present calling us into our future. That's why the word says, forget the former things. Do not dwell in the past. Your past is not for living. Your past is for learning. So stop living there. We've given our past a home and a space in our hearts. And I'm saying right now, destroy it. Cut it off in the name of Jesus. And as we see Elijah, he's on the run. He's allowing the voice of fear to dominate his mind. And when we move according to the wrong voice, we land up in unhealthy positions. We become hesitant, impatient, impulsive, and it ends up taking us off course. And we miss out on many opportunities because we are moving according to the wrong voices. The voice of God needs to be the one that directs us. And it's always going to cost us too much to pay attention to the wrong voices. They're overpriced, but something will always cost what you're willing to pay. And when we connect and engage with all the other voices in our lives, we react to life and ourselves according to what we hear them say. And ultimately, we disconnect from the voice of God. And there's so many things in this world always fighting for our attention, fighting for our attention, our focus. And when we give it to them, they take us off course. And that word in season that aims to change our hearts and our lives, we will not hear. To recognize the voice of God, you must silence every other voice in your head. And focus on his whisper. I'm going to read that again. To recognize the voice of God, you must silence every other voice in your head and focus on his whisper. And sometimes we just need to slow down, like me. I just need to slow down, take a deep breath, not be so in a hurry so I can just hear God speak fresh words of revelation into my heart that's going to change my situation in my life. We've got to forget trying to figure out formulas to hear his voice. And we've got to focus on developing a real deep relationship that will empower us to hear his voice. There's no formulas. Be still and know that I'm God. And I think for me personally, there were many times where I wanted God's redemption on the run. I wanted breakthrough in the midst of my busyness. But it doesn't work like that. That's why Jesus leads his man away from the crowd so they could be alone. That's why God called Elijah out of the cave to position him so he could hear God whisper. 
And that's where we see the power of God move in our lives. When we position ourselves to hear him whisper words of revelation that have the power to change our situation because God holds the key to all of creation. Krefler A. Dollis is the following. God desires that we position ourselves to hear his voice so we can receive the word that will change our lives forever. We need to position ourselves for our breakthrough, our promotion, our healing. We need to position ourselves so we can hear that word of wisdom that we can take hold of that will change the way we think. But we have to quit listening to all the other voices in our lives that hurt us and hinder us and focus on the voice of God. We need to eliminate those elements that are diluting the voice of truth in our lives that's trying to guide us. And it's so important that we position ourselves spiritually, emotionally, socially, and intellectually that we can hear God's voice. Genesis 19.27 says, And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Abraham went to the place. He positioned himself to hear the voice of God. And sometimes when we position ourselves, we actually have to get rid of things externally. Relationships, addictions, so we can hear God speaking clearly into our heart. And as we come to a close, I just want to remind you, our God is unstoppable. Maybe you're not a Christian. God is unstoppable. He can achieve the impossible. No matter where you are right now, no matter how many times you failed, no matter what season that you feel like you're in, no matter how much confusion and fear is in your mind, if you've heard God today, hear this. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, But if from there you seek me, you'll find me, if you seek with me, for me with all your heart and soul. If from there, doesn't matter how far you are, doesn't matter how messed up you are, or how many times you've messed up, if you seek for him, you'll find him. He's waiting to whisper fresh words of revelation into your life, into your heart, that will change your situation, change your mind, change your heart, change your relationship. He is the one that can do it. And as we land this morning, I want to give you two questions to meditate on and take into your week. What elements has God highlighted to you today that may be causing spiritual deafness? What needs to be removed or dealt with in your life that you could hear God's voice more clearly? Take those words, meditate, process them, and allow God to speak more clearly into your life. And as we close, I just want to pray for us. I pray that as you identify with these things in your life this morning or this coming week, that you will present them to God. Get alone with Him and allow Him to heal your hearing. I pray, Father God, that everyone that is listening, that you will give them the courage, the confidence to address those things actively and allow them to hear you whisper fresh words of revelation into their hearts that's going to change their situation. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.